Test better with Jest. Testing best with Jesty Test. Today is Tuesday, May 21st, 2019, and you're listening to the official View News, brought to you by View Mastery. I'm Adam Jar. And I'm Greg Pollock, and you can find links to all the stories we talk about at news.viewjs.org. Last week, Nuxt version 2.7.0 was released. This new version allows for logging messages to print in the browser console in development, even when running in universal mode. Right, because in universal mode, the initial render happens on the server. So any logging would show on the server, but not on the browser. You got it. And now the logs will always show in the browser. Also, when you create a store directory and start building out Vuex, Nuxt will automatically detect the directory so you don't have to restart. There's also 10 fixes, 5 features, and some TypeScript updates you can read about in the release notes. There are three RFCs for substantial changes and feature additions to the Vue core. For Vue 3. Yes, these are regarding proposed changes to the exact prop and a scoped slot API for router link. Now is the time if you want to give feedback on these new changes. Don't be that guy. You know what I'm talking about? Like that guy? Right, right. That that one guy. That one guy. <laughs> yes. Who's like... No one likes that guy. <laughs> yeah, like V3 gets officially released, and then that guy's They're like... all up on Twitter. What? Moaning and groaning. We thought this was a good idea. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Slides are now up from a talk by the prolific Vue core team member, Guillaume Shao. The slides cover how he improved the Vue contributor experience, the roadmap for Vue CLI 4, improvements to the Vue UI, and more. If you attended this year's ViewConf US, you probably saw the talk by Jacob Schatz, where he walked us through a thought experiment examining how different design patterns could apply to Vue development. And if you haven't seen that talk yet, we have it listed over on ViewMastery.com's conferences page. Yep, and this week, Marcus Oberliner takes one of the patterns Jacob mentioned in his talk, the Builder pattern, and implements it to create highly reusable listing views. And what exactly is the Builder pattern? So it's a creational pattern in object-oriented programming. Creational, as in it's used for creation creating new objects? Yes, but when we're talking about view apps, the builder class would be for creating components for us. Oh, that makes sense because a component's just really an object. Yes, correct. So this article shows you how you could set one up to automate some component creation. And it is a neat approach, but as Marcus points out, it's probably not a pattern you'd use often in just any view app. So Adam, have you heard of Aria? Like from how Stark? who joined the Faceless Men, Winter is Coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the show's all over. Last night was the last episode, it's so sad. Uh-uh. But we're talking about the other ARIA, A-R-I-A. Uh, accessible, rich internet applications. So it's a set of attributes to help make the web more accessible to people with disabilities. Correct, but it can be tricky for screen readers when you start dealing with forms, especially if they have error messages with form input or instructions. So what's the solution? Well, in an article by Peter Wheel last week, he explains how you can put the error message and instructions inside a label element. However, if you don't want your errors wrapped in a label element, things get a little more tricky, though you can use the attribute aria-described-by to associate other HTML elements with a form field. Check out the article for all the details. The team from Hesera IO recently released a free course showing how to use Vue with GraphQL to build a fairly advanced Vue app which has an authentication system and a to-do app built in. GraphQL, if I remember correctly, gives you the ability to send database-like SQL statements with your API calls. So you can avoid fetching more data than you need and avoid making multiple API calls. Yeah, and you can even write complex queries with relationships right there in your Vue application to pull data. So there's less of a need for a complex API server. And with GraphQL, 
well to change data, you write mutations. Not Vuex mutations. No, GraphQL mutations. And you can also write these things called subscriptions, which connect via WebSockets to let you know if the data you're querying for changes at some future time. Ah, so I could have reactivity all the way down. Yeah, not just reactive in view in your browser, but if the data on your server changes and you want that to be reactive out to like a thousand browsers, this gives you that capability. Anyways, the tutorial walks you through a complex example app showing you how to use the Apollo client in your view application. And you're still going to need a backend GraphQL server to make this work though, right? Yeah, and it's getting easier. Um, the guys who wrote the article, it came from Hasura. Hasura is a GraphQL engine which uses the PostgreSQL database. It has a really nice user interface which allows you to create all your data models and relationships visually. We've all built apps that require a calendar view where you select a date or perhaps even a range of dates. And usually there's a good library to make that easy for you. Yeah, this is not something you code from scratch. And that's why I wanted to make sure you knew about Vue.js Functional Calendar by Manuk Manasyan, a lightweight calendar component which uses only JavaScript and you can configure it through props. It looks like a great starting point if you need your user to select dates. So if you were to create a color picker, which allowed users to access the colors code in hexadecimal, RGB, and HSL format, how would you start building that? Like go find a library that someone else wrote already to do that. Okay, but if you did it from scratch, how would you start? I'd go find a library that somebody else already did that, <laughs> and then I would copy them. Okay, well... <laughs> You're wrong twice. Okay. <laughs> At least according to Sarah Diane, in her new article, she talks about TDD or test-driven development. And she says you'd essentially be a few steps ahead if you did not start with a test. So in her article, she explores using a color picker as the example component to show how to write really solid test-driven code. <laughs> what? <laughs> not end how I thought it was. I thought you were going to be talking about like how to build a color picker and it turned out to be a story about doing test-driven development. Correct. Yes. <laughs> it's like, ha ha, fooled you. You would actually start with something else. <laughs> Speaking of testing, Achuna Mali continues on this topic with his recent article where he shares his tips on unit testing view components. Tuna with the pro tips. What's he using, Jest? Uh, yes, Jest with view test utils. He made a list of common testing methods that his team used and is sharing this article in hopes that it will help the community test better with Jest. Test better with Jest. It's the best pro tip. <laughs> Just better with Jest. Thanks for listening to the official View News. Join us for every league. Every league. Join us for every league. Join us every week for the latest news in the View community to get your pro tips.